The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach with a very extreme passion for gut health. I've made it my mission to help you get to the bottom, pun definitely intended, of all your digestive distress. My intention is to be completely transparent about what it truly takes to get your gut back on track. Hey guys, welcome back to A Gut Feeling podcast with me. Super excited to have you here today. Um, I'm just coming out of a three-day summit. I switched my normally in-person virtual, or excuse me, in-person summit to a virtual summit this past weekend. And it was really cool, actually. I, I didn't know what to expect, which is actually the theme of today's podcast is all about releasing expectations. So I just didn't know. Um, I wanted to take a shift um, and decide to put it virtual because I, I felt like it was still a time where we needed to talk about wellness, but I didn't know if people were going to be available for it. I know it was a long commitment as far as being a three-day summit and that people would have to log in, you know, periodically throughout the weekend. But I did know that most of us were just home hanging out. So I thought, well, maybe this will be a good time for it. And then, of course, to pay for it, I didn't know if people were going to extend, you know, their finances to be able to put towards something like this. So I threw it out there with hopefully little expectations, but actually got way more than I ever could have imagined. I had such a huge community of women come out. I had a lot of participation. We created this amazing Facebook group where we did everything live inside of the Facebook group. We had seven speakers. I had all these amazing sort of fearless leaders and holistic practitioners here in Detroit. Um, We kicked off the weekend on Friday with uh, MB Menino, who does incredible breath work. And she's actually been on the podcast. If you guys have heard her before, I think it might be podcast four or five. You can go back and listen to her. She does. She's a breath work facilitator, which is incredible for reducing stress and anxiety and healing gut issues issues and just overall um, helping your body, increasing your vitality with breath. Um, and then right after her on Friday for the first part of the weekend, we had Ricky Friedman, her, um, company break the weight. Uh, she's a life coach and leader and speaker, and she's all about breaking the, you know, um, the weight that we're carrying that isn't actually like physical weight, but it's more mental weight. So those two kind of kicked it off. So it was really cool. Just a like very powerful experience of positivity. On Saturday for the summit, we had, we broke into digestive health and hormone health. I spoke and then another colleague of mine, Monica May Liebson, she spoke about hormones and we did some incredible meditation and yoga nidra with Sujin Kim, my personal yoga teacher. And then on Sunday, we had what we called Soul, Soul Sunday, kind of a copy off of Oprah, where we had Adriana do a heart opening meditation, Adriana Sessi. And then Tony Jones of Wife Your Life, she uh, came in and talked a lot about burnout, fatigue, overdoing yourself with work and not finding balance in your day. So it was an incredible weekend, a lot of really good information. And I knew it was good. I knew I had something good going on that I had all this great information. I wanted to bring it to women, but I just didn't know how it was well received. 
But thankfully, it was incredibly well received. And we had created this beautiful community inside of Facebook. And yeah, it was just it was just such an incredible, incredible weekend. So I'm coming out of that. I'm hyped up. I'm super, super excited about everything that we created. So I'm working on more stuff to bring you moving forward, like different types of podcasts, different types of blogs, different types of posts where we're breaking more into sort of digging into releasing expectations and what your daily process is and how you show up for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you know, what I normally teach is what to eat and how to change your lifestyle, how to grocery shop, you know, these kinds of things that that are hard, definitely, but are a little more obvious. What I what I've started breaking into with clients is sort of these underlying things that we're carrying, whether it be childhood trauma or the story that we're not enough or releasing our expectations of what we believe that things should be. And a lot of that has like. I've seen a huge shift in so many of my clients and even in the Women of Wellness Summit, it was sort of the theme and message for the weekend where people are having better breakthroughs or creating more success inside of their healing journey, where normally it would take a lot longer. So it's just giving everybody like a faster push through some of these things we need to release. So with that being said, I do want to talk about the releasing of expectations because it's an incredibly important message. And like I said, was the message of the women of wellness. And, and again, I wasn't sure how it was going to be well received, but it was incredibly received because I think so many people are having expectations around themselves, their relationships, their healing journey, the, the people in their life, the work, everything that they're doing, they carry these expectations. And many times they're often being disappointed because they created a scenario in their head or, or created how it should be, right? Quotation marks should be, but doesn't end up coming out that way. And what comes from that is just a vicious cycle of guilt or anxiety or stress over something that could have been prevented from the get-go. So what is an expectation, right? When we talk about having these expectations or releasing them, we need to know really what it is. An expectation by definition is a strong belief that something will happen or be in the case in the future. Okay, so if we're talking about having an expectation of something, we're always in the future. And when we live in the future, that's the key word there is future. When we live in the future, we're constantly missing out on what is happening right now. We're not in the now. And if we're not in the now, then we're always worried about what's going to happen or stressed or anxious about what could happen or if we create a scenario in our head. And again, it's this vicious cycle of being thoroughly disappointed, whether it's with yourself or with someone else or with people at work or whatever it is, we have this cycle that keeps going on. So how does this relate to healing? Okay. So in the, in the grand scheme of things, when you're on a healing journey, if you have, you know, been bounced around from doctor to doctor, or you've tried a bunch of different diets, you know that at the beginning of any of it, you have an expectation. So, you know, in my healing journey, I had seen probably um, 
10 different doctors before I actually got to make any changes in my healing journey, before I actually got to a place where I was having positive impact on my health. But every time I would see a new doctor, I would be like, this is it. This is the person that's going to heal me. This is the thing that's going to set off my healing journey. This is the thing that's going to change my life. And then it wouldn't. And I would be thoroughly disappointed. And do you know who would get the blame over anyone else? Not the doctor, not the person who checked me in, not my mom if she drove me, but me. I would constantly feel guilty or put myself down or shame my body or do whatever negative emotion I pushed on myself that day because my body didn't heal. When in the, in the grand scheme of things, if I would have just allowed my body to heal in its natural state and given it some positive feedback to be able to do so, it would have eventually healed itself and I wouldn't have had to have expectations or rely on anybody. So when it relates to things like, you know, I'm sure you guys have tried a diet, right? So you try a diet. It's like, this is the new thing. Let's say it's like Atkins or something, or now it's like keto or whatever it is. This is going to be the thing that saves me or makes me lose weight or gets my gut back on track, all these things. And you do it, you do the diet, but the diet is always really hard to sustain when it comes to long-term commitment right? And we have short-term brains. It's like we have these attention spans that are super short. So we do the diet. Let's say the diet is actually more of a lifestyle change, but we say, okay, we're going to try it for four weeks or 30 days or 20 days or whatever it is, usually like a day around a diet. And we get about a week or two weeks in, we lose focus. We had high expectations for what might happen in the short amount of time. We feel like it's not working. And then we start to create those negative thoughts inside our head. Like this, you know, I, I can't do it anymore. This is too much work. I can, you know, these are the, this is supposed to work for me and it's not working. And then we're re continuously replaying over and over this message inside our body that we can't. And then the expectation is not met for that diet. And then the guilt and the stress and the failure of doing so then comes in. So you see how this vicious cycle keeps creating. This can go across the board. Okay. So it's not just about losing weight or healing your gut. This could be with how you thought your, your work was going to turn out. Like you started working on a project and that project failed or in a relationship, you start dating somebody and the relationship fails because we have expectations of what we believe. Have you ever went to have like been frustrated with somebody and went to have a conversation with them? And before you even get to the conversation with them, before you even see what they have to say, you're already playing out the scenario in your head. You're already like, oh, this person is going to say this and I'm going to say this back and this is how they're reacting and blah, blah, blah. Again, so we can have expectations of other people and what's going on in their head, too. The problem is they're probably having a scenario in their head, too. 
And most likely it's completely different from the scenario you have going on in your head. So you actually get to the conversation. You've worked yourself up beyond belief. You're anxious about it. It's created problems in your daily life for however long it took for you to get there. Or even if you have the don't have the conversation and then you get to the conversation and maybe it goes decently well and you're like, wow, why did I even stress about it? Or it could go worse because you came with what an idea of what you thought the conversation should be. And it was completely opposite of something you weren't expecting. Right. So we can go across the board. It's not just with a healing journey. It's not just with getting better. It's not just with losing weight, but it can be all sorts of reasons with life, work, um, relationships, all those kind of things. Excuse me, had to take a little sip of tea there. So like I was saying before, when I had expectations in my healing journey, they continuously weren't being met. So, but the reason they weren't being met was because I didn't actually have any self-worth when it came to myself. I didn't feel like I deserved to heal. I carried a lot of these stories along with my healing journey, like <clears throat> that I wasn't smart enough. So if I received the information and I knew the information to be true and I put it into action, well, maybe I didn't know enough. Or if I did a diet and after whatever, say 30 days, it wasn't helping, I would just quit it because I'd say it wasn't working or I couldn't do it anymore. But I actually just didn't stay in it long enough for it to actually change. But all that power and strength was supposed to be coming from me, except for I kept standing in my own way. Is that making sense? It's like when you have an expectation, majority of times it's because we've internalized the dialogue of how it's supposed to be and then created a scenario the scenario does not come out the way that we expected it to. And then we put all this pressure on ourselves because we didn't perform. And I did this all the time. It was just an incredible like cycle that I literally watched happen over and over. And it was, I, I felt un, so uncomfortable in my own skin and I'm sure many of you feel that way too. You know, if you're listening and you're a person who feels just uncomfortable in your own skin, where you don't like your body or it's not functioning properly, whether it's having gut issues or it's not getting pregnant or it's just not having energy or whatever your body isn't doing for you. The key thing to connect with this here is what are you saying to yourself or how is your brain connected to this? that's failing, helping you fail. So it's literally helping you fail in these scenarios. This is how I connect things to what I call a daily process. Okay. So what is your daily process? The first question you want to journal is what are my expectations and how do I have expectations for people? The second thing you want to journal is what is my daily process? Okay. I'm not talking about you wake up, you make tea, you know, you walk your dog, all of those things. I'm talking about your process. So specifically when I was down on myself or had negative self-worth, my daily process would go a little bit like this. I would wake up, 
I would usually go into the bathroom, right? You go to the bathroom really quick and then you probably turn on the light and look in the mirror and do things like wash your face, brush your teeth. And immediately when I would look in the mirror, I would think negative thoughts. I don't, I'm, I look old. I am fat. I have zits. I have bags underneath my eyes. Ugh, I need a haircut. My gray hair is showing. I hate my ears. I hate my face. I hate my teeth. I hate my body over and over and over again. Every morning. That was my daily process to wake up and talk crap to myself in the mirror every day. What kind of daily process is that? And that went on for years. I mean, probably started in my teens and went all the way into like probably mid to late 20s, even probably later. I would probably say I didn't establish like a really healthy relationship with myself and my body till I was in my 30s, which I think is probably mostly true for most people. We just kind of get over it at that point. Um, but I would I would trash talk my body every day. I would believe that myself that it was that bad. I wouldn't allow myself the, the positivity. I wouldn't let myself be comfortable in my skin. And then I would go through these vicious cycles of, of, um, sort of, no, you can't eat any food because you look like crap and you're heavy. And then I would binge out and say, I deserve this. I had a hard day. So have any of you ever guys, if you're listening, have you guys ever kind of gone through that cycle? It's like negative self-talk, and then food as a positive, you know, reimbursement for your anxiety or stress or bad day or whatever it was. So it was like taking away and making a deposit over and over with the wrong things, not the right things. Right. So in one of my podcast episodes, and I'm actually blanking on which one it is, but we could go, I can go back and look is uh, we were talking about, do you deserve to heal? Right. And I believe it's actually finding purpose. Right. So in the finding purpose episode, we talked about, do you deserve to heal? Do you actually believe you deserve to heal? Do you have enough self-worth to heal? So it was like once I could make the shift in my daily process and actually look in the mirror and say, no, you are healing you are beautiful the way you are. You are in the middle of a process that you need to be gentle on your body for. Things started shifting in my healing journey. And, and then when I would do something and I would release expectation from it, it would allow me to just grow as I needed to. So if you have you've ever watched or you probably have a garden in your yard or you have some flowers in your yard or something like that, if you've ever watched two flowers grow next to each other, the other one doesn't try to keep up with another flower. It just grows at its own pace. So, yes, there is outside society comparison when it comes to social media and stuff like that. But we're also constantly doing it to ourselves, our internal dialogue when it comes to comparison. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to heal these kinds of things that I've been talking about that can come up. So what is your daily process? That's what I'm asking. What is it that you do when you wake up? What do you say to yourself? What do you feed yourself? How do you nourish yourself? How do you show up for yourself is basically what I'm getting at is we have to constantly show up for ourselves day after day to be there for us. Inside of the Women of Wellness Summit, 
I had Casey Must, owner of Citizen Yoga, owner and founder of Citizen Yoga, do a talk about mental health, finding your mission and, and kind of understanding how those two things are really connected when it comes to like feeling good in your body, having good mental health, not having anxiety or depression, these kinds of things. And something that she said that really resonated with a lot of the uh, attendees of the summit was when you're in your darkness, this is where you can find your mission. So being in your darkness is when you find your mission. And that's sort of what happened for me when I was in this darkness of I'm not good enough. I'm fat. I'm this. I'm that saying all these things to myself. I And I started to get better and I started to do things for myself. I I started to create this mission to help other people, which is what you see now. This mission was brought to life and my passion was brought to life so I can use it as my career and, you know, sort of my soapbox to help other people. Well, this is a really important, a very important message that Casey was trying to say is we have this internal dialogue with ourselves all the time. And when we're in our darkness, it is very deep. So if you can look at yourself as a parent to your thoughts. So she's saying to connect the body, mind and the intellect. Right. So if I if two toddlers are together, it's really hard to get one toddler to to sort of parent the other toddler. So you need a parent there to parent the toddlers. Think of your intellect. Think of your body as a toddler. Now you have to use your brain and your thought process as a parent to parent the, that toddler inside of you. So how do we do this? We have to continuously show up for ourselves. We have to use positive self-talk as a parent. What would you do if you were your child, right? So I don't have any children yet, but if I was my child and I was saying these things to myself and I heard myself saying these things to yourself, like imagine your child standing in the mirror and saying these things out loud and you walking by as a parent and saying, oh my God, how terrible. I don't want my child to think that they're ugly or fat or that they have bad skin or that they can't heal or they don't deserve it. We have to be able to parent our own selves to release those um, sort of negative self-talk cycles that we do to ourselves in the mirror to be able to get out of it. So the point of the whole thing is if you daily process, you can shift a lot of patterns in your life where you actually will start showing up for yourself. So what are a few examples of how you can do this, right? Because we're always looking to say like, what can we do to shift this? So the first thing is when you wake up, you should be writing down your, what you're grateful for, for the day. It doesn't have to be anything grand. It doesn't have to be anything super amazing. Sometimes I write down, I'm grateful for clean water because 60% of the world does not have clean water. So I'm very grateful for clean water. I'm grateful for the blankets on my bed that keep me warm. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for, um, you know, anything that you feel grateful for, the food that I have available to me. Writing down a list of gratitude every day, three to five things, that's it, can shift so much of your day. The second thing I think that's really important for shifting this focus or getting out of, you know, negative emotions is to say some nice things to yourself in the mirror. 
I'm not kidding. Actually stand in the mirror, stare at yourself and say, I'm beautiful or I'm handsome. If you're a guy, I'm so unique. I look like no one else. I have beautiful eyes. I have, you know, um, beautiful skin. I have good, a good speaking voice, whatever it is that you think that you have put out there in front of yourself, look at yourself and tell yourself these things start to shift those negative self-talks into positive talks, right? Another thing that's helpful if you don't feel like you can say this to yourself, if you don't think you can look in the mirror and say it to yourself, is to listen to positive affirmations, okay? One of my favorite um, artists that does affirmations is Lendrell, L-O-N-D-R-E-L-L-E. He does chakra affirmations. He does positive affirmations. He does um, some religious affirmations where the more you listen to them, they seep into your subconscious and you're able to just sort of adapt them into your life. I've been listening to affirmations for years and they have completely shifted my mindset when it comes to how I think about myself. And I'll just throw them on in the car or listen to them in the morning or while I'm making breakfast or whatever it is, just play them over and over and they seep into that self-conscious. The final thing that will help when it comes to having a daily process and creating more positivity is to have trust. Maybe you trust God. Maybe you trust the universe. Maybe you have a spirit guide or a a past um, relative that passed away that follows you. But having trust in something that's higher than you, that will guide you, knowing that that person, God or universe has your back in all of this and that nothing is actually happening for or um, to you. Nothing is happening to you, but everything is happening for you for a reason. If the relationship doesn't last, it's they're taking it out of your life because it wasn't good. If the diet isn't working, maybe it wasn't the right one for you and you need to find a a deeper relationship with your body. If, you know, something doesn't work out with work, maybe there's something better ahead, right? So it's having trust in something. I want you guys to journal about this a little bit for the next week until the next podcast comes out. How can I release expectations? And what is my daily process? And how will I utilize these in my healing journey moving on? Thank you guys so much for listening again. This is a gut feeling. Feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. And any other additional information you can find on my website at JacquelineReneeWellness.com. Happy healing. Uh